This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you're tuned into this, the flagship show available each and every week on video and audio. So for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday. Dave, I'm worried about you today. Well, you're going to be trouble. Well, I, I think you, you've been a bit eggy so far, haven't you? Just pissing about with my mouthpiece. And I, frankly, I don't really like it. But look, you know, is, is that okay for you I now? I love it. Or... Like, as soon as he did the introduction, he stood, he stood up. It's like he's off. He's gone. How is it? How is it? Is he's it all right? Gone. All I'm saying, Dave, is if we don't get the audio right, people complain. They say, oh... Ben, ben made himself too loud and Dave was scratchy. Okay, and, well, I'm always scratchy, aren't I? You know, and then they turn it up in their car and I don't say anything for... Th- no, that's not true. I don't say anything for four seconds and then I come in really loud. Hi, Richard. Morning, mate. Hi, Richard. Yeah, yeah, and then that's, that's like the host's problem, isn't it, as well? And I, I forgot that issue as well because as soon as you move off the podcast and go on to music... The volume is, I've turned the volume in the car up and the music is stupid, crazy loud as well. So we feel your pain out there in Podland, but, um, you know, look at what we've got to work with, you know. I think, I think you're right. You I think it's, yeah. Damned if you Technology. don't. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Global warming is properly kicking in in this winter of 2020 and Ipswich Town won a game. So we're going to be very happy. And someone... Um, Richard, who also may be quite happy um, to have driven his car up to Bolton and <laughs> gone and joined on up there. We got Dave's thoughts on um, Toto last time out. Um, he's gone on loan to Bolton, obviously League One rivals, uh, rivals, League One colleagues, we'll call them. <laughs> um, 
at the <laughs> um, until the end of the season. Um, tell me what you think about this move from Toto's point of view. How you see it panning out in the future? Is he done with Ipswich? Could we could we see him again? And um, Lambert's um, quote was something to the effect of, "I think his confidence has gone and he needs to go." someplace else your thoughts on Toto to Bolton Richard it was interesting you said he's got in his car I'm, I'm sure on Twitter many people were quite happy to drive him up there as well so if he's done that oh, himself no. he could have saved himself the petrol um, yeah. yeah I mean it's it's not a surprise I think the fact it happened quite quickly um, off the Exeter game is probably telling as well I think that's probably maybe the last straw but he needs it, doesn't it? And we, and we often see that sometimes players are just not a fit or there's a bit of a fall off in confidence or form and Toto totally feels that you know is is the example of that? It's it's a shame, really, but you know, there's a, you did it last week, the sliding doors moments, Dave, about the pre-season stuff, and you know, it just seems it it just doesn't seem to have got it back on track after ended the season last year quite well, didn't he? But he's always a little bit of a feels like a risky player, isn't he? He's, he feels like he's kind of his brain is working slightly differently to his body, yeah. and, and maybe he needs games lesser, you know, lesser pressure at Bolton, isn't it? If they stay up, brilliant for them, but at the moment it's about you know getting a bit of pride back so if he plays if he does well for them great he probably won't sign for them if they go down um but he might get himself another gig in league one i'm not sure he's got a future with us i'll I'll be honest no i think you're right he played yesterday played full 90 yesterday yeah 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 Um, how do you see how do you see it panning out for him at the end of the season dave no, I don't think he's got a future here at all. No, I think, and I know it, there was a lot being said over the last few days about him getting panned on, you know, worse and worse on social media, which, look, it's got, you know, let's face it, no bearing. But, yeah, when it gets to that point, I think it just got it just got personal. Um, and, yeah, I don't think he's got, I don't think he's got a future with us. I mean, I think significantly, um, as you would expect anyway, that, you know, <clears throat> seemed like the manager was going to try and get someone in in on loan straight away. Um, I think the young lad from Everton, but apparently he's not for, yeah, I say, not, not for loan go, at, at this moment in time. Let's go on to that then, um, Dave. Excuse me, I went a bit, <clears throat> Kevin and Perry, <laughs> yeah, though, didn't did, I? Yeah. That was fun. Um, mm. Lewis Gibson. Um, mm. Right, Dave, am I am I being a dick? Um, this doesn't feel very creative, having had Garber, Connolly, Pennington. Was that the other guy, Grant, Connolly as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah does it feel a little bit like oh we, really we need anywhere a player else. we don't specifically have a you know a set idea who or what we want let's phone Everton and see who they've got available I'm from... trying to think I'm trying to think back and when we last did some any significant business with Everton was it um who went who went over did Marcus Bent go from Ipswich to Everton did, did Klaus go Thompson go to Everton Klaus Thompson certainly did Klaus Thompson oh, certainly did Bent I can't recall Bent but, had um, so many clubs but it's um Yes, um, it, you're right. Thinking of it, I didn't really give it that much thought, but it's a bit, bit odd, isn't it? But I don't know. If, is there any? I've no idea. And our backroom staff, is there any strong Everton connection there? I've no idea. I would, wouldn't, wouldn't. Um, I, I think it think was Joe Royal the other end, wasn't it? Oh, oh of course. Oh yeah, Royal the but other end. He doesn't end, do maybe. that. He doesn't do that job anymore, does he? I don't think he does. Like no, the links, no. obviously. Um, but more, more generally, Dave, it would be a borrowed young guy, presumably as as a fourth centre-back as yeah. backup for the three guys that, that played You would yesterday. think so. I mean, there was, there was sort of, I saw it on one or two of the, one or two of the tweets upcoming this morning and um, spoken about yesterday. I personally think that that level that as cover, Cole Skews can do a, can do a job mm-hmm. back there and, and probably would be his best position right now for if he is going to play. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we were trying to get in an, an actual centre, centre-back cover. So I don't Rich, think there's a that, lot. 
is that kind of needs needs must it doesn't matter that it's a lone player if you've if you've if you kind of sent one out on the basis that he's a bit he's a bit shot you just need a body in yeah yeah especially if we're going to persist with the three at the back as well because i think at the moment due to injuries we've only got three fit center backs anyway am i missing anyone I'm not sure i am and i think dave said it i think leo neil said that that loan's not going to happen now that Lewis, what's his face? Right. So, no, there's, so there's some, there's another option that's needed there. Um, Lambert was quite quick to tell everyone that we're being stupid for worrying, wanting Tommy Smith back. That isn't going to happen. Leave it. <laughs> Let it go. That's yeah, so yeah. 2016. Oh, I agree. So, so, such an easy, so, yeah. you know. So back, yeah, we do need back. another body. Yeah. Dave does this thing sometimes, Rich, where he goes, move on. <laughs> Leave it. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. If he yeah. doesn't like what I'm talking about, it would just shut up and go, move yeah, on. Yeah, just draw, draw a line. Draw a line. I agree. Move on. Let's move okay, on. Let's move on. bit more aggressive. <laughs> move on. <laughs> there you go. There it is. The um, Dave, clip that one. someone who um, I suppose a lot of people won't want to move on is Luke Wolfenden. and the Daily Mail have reported yeah. that Premier League darling Sheffield United, um, uh, famed for uh, playing three centre-backs, are interested in, in Luke Wolfenden, um, look, no one wants him. No one wants him to go. But how much would be the right price? I did a cursory little bit of research. Just typed in League One record sales. Um, Adamola Lookman, which I'm oh. not really classing as a because he Charlton, actually never Charlton to Everton. Yeah, he just got relegated and then went off to Everton. Never played in League One. Fabian but... Delph, which years ago was um, leads to Villa for um, yeah. eight million. What my point wow. is, is that um, players don't leave League One for gargantuan amounts of money, even to Premier they League don't. teams. They don't. What was interesting, did you see the Quest, the EFL show last night, that um, had Richie Wellens on, who obviously had him at Swindon last year, and he talked oh, him up. Oh, didn't he, Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. He talked him up quite well on there um, with Colin, with old Colin last night. He talked him up really well. Um look, good player, and, you know, Sheffield United, well, I mean, looking at his performance yesterday, and obviously we'll... We'll get to that as the pod evolves this morning. Yeah, you'd have thought they might have thrown another, I don't know, another another seven figures at him. What's, after his what's, your, what's your number though, Dave? What what oh, if he goes? Um, you, what what number two, are you happy? Two maybe. I'm not happy with. Realistically, are we going to get more than okay, young player? Are we going to get really more than two million, a couple of million for him at this stage? Really? Um, yeah, you'd like to see. You'd like to see. I don't know, three or four million as much as possible. But I just I just don't see it. What do you think, Rich, on that? I mean, I, there's there's two fees, isn't there? There's the, like, what would we accept as fans and what is the market rate? I think you're right. Yeah. In the market, he's probably Couple. a £2 million pound player, isn't he? I think if we, if we accepted less than average. five, I think most people would be peed off, wouldn't they? Yeah. And we've talked about it before. There's no need for us to sell in January. There's no need for Sheffield United to buy him in January, frankly, either. So wait for us to be a bit more desperate to get money in the door when we don't go up in the summer and get him then. I mean, I for me... The argument- from um, Sheffield United, um, Rich, is there are teams um, that plan more than one transfer window <laughs> ahead, um, <laughs> unlike uh, the team that we all support. And yeah. um, I guess the idea would be they would take him. You'd think they'd loan him into the championship, wouldn't you? And yeah. say, well, you, you know, you go take on. him punt now before other. Cl- you know, there's a queue starting to form. You know, they're not the only ones watching him. He's... And I guess it's it's you get in there first, isn't it? And that's why you would sign him in January, but. I, I, I would only sell him with the loan back in January, if that makes sense. I really appreciated yeah. yesterday. All right, yesterday, perhaps he wasn't up against the strongest opposition. He's a class player. He's very, very good. And you can, he's going to develop and get, you know, he's going to develop and get better. So, 
yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, more of more of interest to me. I don't know if you were going to touch on it, Ben. Sorry if I've stolen your thunder. Was the situation with Bart this week, which was another odd, typical it's... Ips, if that's correct, okay. or you leave? Is that a question? I don't know. No, let's, we'll go on to it in just a second. I was just going to say we've said on the pod um, numerous times um, we we kind of know where we are, and our position. I think we all agree is selling isn't always a bad thing, but selling and replacing with less than 30% of what you make is the, (laughs) so, um, and I think we've also said many, many times, sell to the Premier League from the championship and you make decent money. We've always, you know, Webster to Bristol City and Waghorn to Derby and we never managed to sell to the Premier League and pull in that massive fee. So it would be nice if these boys are going to go to try and do it from the championship, right? Probably not since well, Connor Wickham, I guess. Exactly. And look at the right, fee right. or Mings as well. You know. Yeah, Mings, of course. Yeah. Look at the fees there. And Rich, mm. it's nearly half that Waghorn went to Derby for, isn't it? So. Yeah. Well, you, you spoke about this before, Ben, as Sorry. well. Who Who's yeah. the next player on the conveyor belt that comes in and can do what Wolfenden can do for us at the moment? Who Or anywhere close to that? You know, there's no one that, I, you know, maybe Joe's the person to ask. Joe would but, know. But who's the next wolf in? Well, they're not going to be ready, Rich. Well, exactly right. So why? So that's another risk in us. There was big well. talk. There was big. There was big talk last year, and he was supposed to get his debut and didn't. And apparently, I don't know whether he's at or something. This Corey, mm. Corey and Darwin, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. But he yeah, seems to have just. I, I always kind of agree with you, Dave, that the cream rises, and if that was happening, that would have happened. Yeah, good <laughs> Do you point. know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, seeing from that vantage point yesterday, from where I usually sit to where I sat yesterday, yeah, player, he's, he's, he's pretty much got the lot, I think. But look, yeah, difficult to assess perhaps overall yesterday and the quality of opposition. But yeah, he, he yeah, if he develops as he has developed this season, first season at that level, say, that sort of first team level playing at that sort of level, um, yeah. Could so be, you uh, want to talk about some Bart fun and games? Obviously, um, we... the story. So the story with Bart. Let me just. I'll set you up, Dave. Mm. So the new contract. Um, we think high, very high numbers. Um, season before last at the start, Birmingham came in. We think Bart's agent. There was a bit of chitter chatter. We think um, allegedly Bart was lowballed by the club, um, and then kind of got what he wanted at the end yeah. when they agitated for the move. Yeah, Paul Hurst comes in. What happens? Happens. He has a dreadful, dreadful season. Um, he's now a liability on the balance sheet because of the contract. No, it's, it's a complete disaster, isn't it? Um, so we're down in League One with this expensive goalkeeper. We have Millwall come in in the summer. The permanent deals agreed, and they kind of weasel their way out of it. D- don't really want to go through with it because of the medical. A loan deal is done. He's gone to Millwall. He's playing very, very well at Millwall. Back to where he is and I think Dave your contention is going to be the recall the date of the recall I mean, clause being I mean only I mean if this is the transfer I'm window. sorry if this is correct I mean what someone's going to someone surely should be for the high jump so it seems that it's almost an administrative thing that we had a certain you know within his within his loan deal within his loan contract there was a yes he could be recalled in January but after a certain point in January if we hadn't recalled yeah. him and it was, it was the eighth, was it? I didn't that was see reported it. by Andy in the paper as well. Oh, he sorry, was, I didn't see the eighth. Okay. Out, then if, yeah. we, if we hadn't made any contact, hadn't had many overtures or hadn't you know, done the deal to recall him, then that's it. And obviously it passed by. Um, yeah, as Ben quite rightly said, he's probably, you know, he's our most, most saleable asset, but of, of the one of the saleable assets that we have got, he would be the most likely one to go. We've got cover for, admittedly, 
personally I don't think either is as good but you know look. um and then because of this administrative cock up it seems to be internally we've we've missed the boat on him um I, I, don't, I don't know sort of typical just sums up typical Ipswich to me really typical club but just an odd I've never heard of anything quite like that before well and Rich, but who then... knows but again who knows you know were we yeah, again it's all conjecture isn't it we don't we don't know the full background but yeah quite quite odd well Lambert um, suggested that the discussion of a permanent deal to me was still happening anyway. Oh, that's, hap- yeah. that's happening. But, so, Rich, it's a total, it's buyer's, total buyer's market now for Millwall. Yeah, Mill yeah, we've just oh, shot gotcha. yeah, Cardiff are in, Blackburn are in. Yeah, we've just shot ourselves in. Yeah, the exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so, it's typical um, us as well. And that's the. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just crazy. I spoke to a Millwall um, fan who I know quite I know quite well on Friday, and he, he loves him. They love him. Oh, and, they he, love him. and he does yeah. actually say what we've said. He can see why he hasn't played at a higher level Prem, because he said perhaps, yeah, um, his decision-making sometimes coming for crosses. And, yeah, he's not. He said he's got a good kick on him, but he's not the, not the best with his feet, you know. But he said as a shot stopper, like, absolutely, as we all do. Absolutely love him. Yeah, and it was just... Um just getting the mojo back and you know i remember going to forest and you know it's like he'd made the mistake before he even walked out on the pitch and then palmed one straight back to ground oh god he had a lot of that didn't he but as i said i know um his kids he's fairly local i know his kids go to school with my wife works and stuff like that and um, yeah they seem really happy really settled he's always said that and i know there was talk of a mooted move was blackburn i think perhaps i just couldn't see that so i guess millwall just well, you've got him. that contract. You you can kind of pick and choose where you go. Well, you, you can, you can, Ben. And I think you're dead right. We're so shot ourselves in the foot, and Millwall can. Well, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. I think that'll be done before the end of the window, won't it? That'll be arranged for, even if it's a, you know. Uh, but again, you know. that could be that could there could be some up in arms about that. That could be derisory, but we'll see. Yeah. There you go. Um, Rich, I know you've done, you've had a look at this, but um, our beloved owner, Marcus Evans, has um, spoken again um, in his programme notes. We normally get, um, they're quite good at feeding this out. We normally get a hint on the Friday, don't we, of what's going to be said, and they, they drip a little bit out. They don't, they don't do it at 6am in the morning like they, <laughs> like they have done a couple of times. But, um, Rich, what were your thoughts on the latest um, Evans address? I mean, I've, I'm going to have to set my stall out straight away. I'm really cynical when it comes to this kind of stuff. And maybe it's because I, I work in a kind of corporate environment. So I'm used to companies trying to put out PR and stuff. Exactly. Yes, yeah, synergies. Blue sky thinking. That's where. That's my world. Vanilla. Um, Run that one up the flag. Uh, and see you that. Fry that one in the think walk. Um, so so, so I'm, I'm used to kind of... Uh, I think both Dave I and all the listeners want to hear more about the Thinkwalk. By the way, where is oh. a Thinkwalk at where you I'm work? Going to chuck Rich. a few things in the front. In the front. Yeah, it's just toss <laughs> it around. Up in the Thinkwalk, no? Bit of soy I sauce. I use that one every day. Bit of soy sauce. <laughs> I don't. Oh, soy I love sauce. it. Love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marcus Evans, let's talk about him and his Thinkwalk. No, well, um, well, we're done, so you better talk for yeah. that. Yeah, we, so, yeah. my point, my point is that um, I, I find what? these like think what? Well, <laughs> we were just listing these cliches, guys. Come on, I just thought I'd chuck one in there. Uh. <laughs> I've got many more. Don't worry about that. Uh, um, carry on. Go on. Yeah, so I'm quite cynical when it comes to these, and so 
my problem with this is he talks too much about football. That is not his job to tell us about how he wants us to become a footballing team, which is Use that not, word a, lot, not a verb, is it? Let's be honest, he's making up words there. Um, and uh, it, I think if it was an attempt to justify the five-year contract for Lambert, I don't think it does that. Um, it maybe justifies um, an extension for maybe a couple of years or three years. But if he's working on his five-year plan thing, there's not a huge amount of concrete evidence to suggest that there's anything more than we want to play better football, we want to you know, bring through the youth players. We want to use the loan system strategically, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've, we've heard this stuff before. And partly I'm cynical because of the language that's used. He uses first names rather, you know, like we Ooh. all, you know, when it's Idris, I think that's fine. But yeah, you know, Lee and Ryan and Paul, uh, it, it just, it, I just don't like that as a, per, as a person. I just find it a little bit condescending, a little bit patronizing, but, I don't think there's anything new in there apart from they're going to clean the Sir Bobby Robson stand roof. That's exciting. And um, and invest a little bit more in Playford Road. But I don't think there was anything there for me to justify giving Lambert five years. Um, and I don't think I was reassured anymore. Albeit, yesterday kind of puts things back in context, doesn't it? Because yesterday was the perfect type of performance <laughs> to kind of say to uh, Marcus Evans to go, I told you so. That's what we're trying to do. If we'd lost yesterday, I think it would have been even worse. But, you know, it, we didn't. Um, you know, if there's tangible evidence on the pitch, Ben, then these words are useful. Until then, to me, it's just PR, it's spin. And I know that you hate that. You know, you're not thinking of the whole pie, Ben. You've got to think about, you know, the guys in the warehouse, you know, sorry, go on. That's it. Run Dave. over. Crap. He's <coughs> it. Yeah, it. He just gives it a wide berth every time Evans speaks. That's the quick speaks, way to do it. Honestly, I mean, why? You know, what? What is the point? I mean, the the you know, and for him to then obviously it's he hasn't written it as he's probably Leo Neal or whatever, but you know, to go into you know great verse about technical football when we want to get away from this physical reproach, I mean, he almost stops short of saying after the manager that the manager had before last sort of thing. Um, no, I don't, you just don't buy it. Do five year plan? What five year plan to get out of League One? What? I don't, oh. yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Just Sorry, buy don't buy it. Spin. And I, and I think spin. the other thing is, like, Twitter Got more didn't... spin and Monty Panas are. <laughs> Twitter oh. didn't buy into it either, you know. I, I haven't seen, I think, maybe one or two, like, reactions of, like, oh, it's good that he's spoken and stuff like that. But most people aren't buying it. And this is the trouble, is most football fans now are a little bit more educated about stuff like XG and XA and percentage stats because there's so much of it now on, yeah. no, even the Sky Sports app, you've got the stats, haven't you, for each match. And if... Evans wants to come out and try and chat football, which he's not. He's said in the past. I think Stat put a video out there. He's not. He's not any better qualified to speak about football than you, than the three of us, or anyone else. So maybe get Leo Neal to talk about our footballing philosophy and our strategy there. And he speaks and talk well. Specific. Talk specific. I heard... Like I want possession above sixty percent for every home game. I want us to be creating, you know, ten clear cut chances. You know, XG of two every match. Do you know? You know that is something that people at least is tangible. But all we get is like generalized words you know generalizations and approximations and principles and stuff like that you know i'm bored of that i've had 15 10 years whatever it is of owns ownership where we've just had platitudes i want results guys i don't know about you results duck, show me results duck, duck bill platitudes <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> he, he needs to get back to the think walk doesn't he, he rich does. he really does he needs to refry that statement in the think walk. refry that yeah. duck build platitude yeah <laughs> brilliant uh, honestly it's oh dear oh, no well, should we talk about should we, no, no should we mention jordan roberts we haven't mentioned jordan jordan I'll roberts go on, then. jordan roberts gone to gillingham he won't be back carry on 
Um, we've, we've played Gillingham twice, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, he played, I think he played 80 minutes. Oh, and yeah, if you count the um, EFL trophy, yeah, he, can't he played 80 minutes. Yet. Apparently, really rated by Steve Evans. There well, Steve Evans knows his onions and his burgers and Steve his chips. Knows. <laughs> no, they're more than the big with a bit of duckbill yeah. platitude. <laughs> Steve Evans will eat the lot of it. Move on. Um, Move on. Accrington. Um, just quickly, owner Andy Holt, I retweeted this from our account yesterday, tweeted, he's incredibly proud our club is mixing with great clubs like this. And Ipswich is a great club. I remember them watching them on the telly that we put Tanners in as a lad. We've earned it. Um great for Andy and his club but um, Dave said this um, a couple of times on the last pod we're playing a league game against that Grington Stanley yeah, yeah. uh, two ways I, isn't I never, it works never two ways I, never thought I'd see it never ever ever but, did you uh, think they were a bit overawed sorry just quickly Ben did you think I felt they were a little bit overawed yesterday maybe they made too much of it I think they were Craig said they had some coaching staff taking photos of the stadium and that kind of really? stuff after warm ups yeah. and stuff like league one players do when they play in the playoff final in exactly, Wembley Wembley yeah. exactly right it felt have, like have they played at have they played at Sunderland yet they could get beat 12 have they played <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> maybe they like <laughs> probably did um, I so we all know the form going into it really poor in the league it was five draws and three defeats in the previous eight no wins um, prior to that it had been ten wins in 15 so real swing in all competitions one win in 12 although some would debate that win was actually a draw because it was one on penalties at Peterborough in the EFL trophy Stanley four wins in their previous seven so um, they the um, better team in terms of the points per game over recent times. Um, and, gentlemen, an unchanged team. So um, we have the same system. We have the same players. But remember, systems do not win games. Uh, Norris in goal. Wolfenden, Wilson, Chambers are the centre-halves. Garbutt, Edwards, the wing-backs. Hughes and Downs in the centre of midfield. Judge, 10 or wherever you'll, you'll let me know where he, where he ended up going yesterday. Um, Jackson and Norwood up top. Um, Stanley line up. Bursic, Apoku, Johnson, Sykes, Hughes, the back four. Um, tight midfield, as always, with Coleman, Keneally, Carvalho, and Pritchard. Finley off a front two of Charles and Bishop, who did the damage last time. Um, unchanged team, Dave. Um Claxon, I think it should be an unchanged team Claxon, it should be like a, you know, air raid warning um, yeah, incredible <laughs> amazing, couldn't believe it um, yeah, good, I mean, yeah, liked it like the, you know, seeing seeing a lineup, seeing how, you know, obviously an unchanged lineup. Hughes and Downs in midfield bit of strength in there like that Always, we've always said that Judge is best in that free role um, was unsure at the start of Norwood and Jackson, perhaps, you know, Keane had been in good, probably good goal scoring form um, one worrying aspect of that, out of the 18, no Freddie Sears. Has anyone read or heard or seen anything that comment about that? Um, Whether he's re- walking into the ground. Um, Was he? Yeah, okay. Craig did that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did, did he? So, so, well, okay. So you'd hope no reaction and perhaps just saving him for as a, you know for the squad for quite a big game coming up midweek. Yeah, Indeed. nothing, nothing um, lot to, for me. Nothing not to like. Um, question mark Norris in goal. I fully expected, given his certainly his keeper rotation in recent weeks that perhaps um, Holy would be back in after perhaps Norris not covering himself both at um, Lincoln and at Exeter last week but went with went with Norris Rich are you kind of echoing that on the on the teams there's been a lot of 
whining and whinging about rotation and changing stuff. Do we do we have to be happy now? Um, if he's keeping the same team, oh, and it, Wickham was not a not a bad performance. I'm not going to pretend it was an epic performance no. of any, but at least it was. It seemed to work, and the configuration we talked about as well. We like the two up front. Um, we need Judge in a position where he's no, not. He does. Yeah, he needs the kind of ten position. I quite like no, how we can we, we switched it at Wickham quite early. Wilson moved into the middle. I quite like how that three works. Wilk, Wilson's kind of sat deeper than Wolfenden and Chambers, and just mops up stuff. And against teams like Acton that's going to work quite well and to my credit my own credit I'm going to pat myself on the back I predicted an unchanged team in the pub five minutes before the teams came out so I was quite smug after everyone else called that, all kinds did, of random did you tweet that in a, was that in a I, did not, I tweeted it after the event it was yeah there was uh, it doesn't there was, count I know, I know. Got no evidence, I'm mentioning Rich. it I, I can I've no. got anecdotal evidence in the people but yeah I, there was a lot of <laughs> think what frying for the teams I'm quite happy that I plucked did out I, so I'm just looking juicy... back and I what's up did Rich post that yesterday uh, he did but just to, yeah, to put it I'll in context what are the t- the form teams in the division yesterday Coventry sorry blah, Coventry blah um, five games on, um, in a row without rotating without any changes so it shows you that maybe at this level, you can, as long as your players are fit, um, that it's a sensible thing to do. And again, you know, supporters, we know nothing, blah de blah blah We've been asking for an unchanged team forever, and suddenly we've got I've gone from a fairly solid performance against Wickham to a pretty dominant performance against Accrington. So, <coughs> hashtag just saying. And the domination starts, Dave, on 12 minutes. Um, Caden Jackson is going to open yeah. a score in his eighth I mean... of the season. First goal since... South End on the twenty sixth yeah, October. It had been a bit of a scrappy start, hadn't it? I mean, I don't think we'd threatened much. I think Jackson had had one run where he'd sort of pulled a cross back, but didn't really pull pulled the ball back. Um, didn't really lead to anything. Epic dive um, by um, was it Charles? The no, sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, Dion Charles. Nudge, yeah, no, he yeah, fell yeah, over looking in. for a penalty. That was a, yeah, should nothing, have been a nothing in that really, and there was there was nothing in it. So this was a bit totally unexpected. Um, Hughes picks a ball up in central midfield. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he, I thought he played probably his best game I think since he's since he's returned. You know, um, the full of in full fitness. Um, picks out Garber, who was ever available yesterday wide, and and this is the first sort of manifestation of it really. Um, Wolfenden just powers through from uh, from a position of um, wide centre back really continues his run and what I've got to say the weight of the pass from from um, Garber just makes the goal basically takes two defenders out. Really good from Wolfenden because he gets he gets in a really good position. Unlike perhaps some of our more forward wide players, gets his head up, superb ball across the you know dissects bisects a six yard box, tap in from Jackson from what three yards? Perhaps the other Okpong or Okapulco Okapuko perhaps gets gets a bit on it, but no. If you stay too long. I think yeah, that's why I seen him after that. I think um, yeah, good, good for Jackson. Eighth, eight, and an earliest goal, what twelfth minute? Yeah. Early goal, we get the first goal at home for once. Um, yeah, Wolfenden's really, not really right footed, uh, not left footed either. No, and it's really good. He's, he yeah. that just shows his quality really. As like I said, he didn't panic. Yeah, a lot of we've seen that this season. Yeah, a lot, a lot of players get in that position. Absolutely hammer it, Jackson. Occasionally hammer it across the box, but yeah. no, nice, nice, just nice ball in a good area and. Um, yeah, Jackson was there, and you're right. First goal since Christ, end of October. I thought it was and Downs. Oh, yeah. I'm sat yeah. in the North Stand, the opposite end, and I thought that was Downs. To see it was Wolfenden. Yeah. But you, if you watched, I didn't see it at the time, obviously. Oh, but you watched oh, the video course, back. Yeah. As soon as Hughes plays the ball to Garbert, Wolfenden is oh. on his bike. He's gone. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's the kind of instinct you'd expect from a midfielder or a striker. It was brilliant. It's Basham, 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 Basham um, like Basham um, like Ben. 
Um, Dave said in a the little thing we did in the midweek, um, wouldn't it be great just to get a convincing, comfortable win? And Rich, we're going to go 2 0 up. Um, 29, Norwood is going to put us 2 0 up. 10th of the season from Norwood in. 1621 minutes so he is better than a goal every other game um despite maybe um some dips and some missed chances um, etc well take us through this goal well, this is this is a, a sandwich of missed chances for norwood because i think that was an early one where he missed like, after this one after the the second goal he, he absolutely shanks one from the middle of the goal where he should just well, slam it into bit- the net but before this one, there's a deep cross comes yeah, yeah. over. Ed, Edwards heads it down, and he's got a volley from what eight yards? Yeah, he totally misses it. Complete air it, shot, it? completely misses it. And he's, yeah, he's yeah. joked about this on Twitter. At least he's in the positions. But yeah, he does feel like, it, it, albeit his scoring record is great, he needs some chances to what, finally convert one. What makes me laugh with um, what makes me laugh with Norwood sort of workman blaming his tools. Every has a bad miss, so he looks back at his looks boot, gets boot, mud yeah. off his yeah, mud on the bottom of his boots, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the right. keeper did that. Yeah. Well. Keeper, <laughs> keeper was doing crap kick second off. He kept looking at his boots. <laughs> it's not your boots, mate. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, so Hughes is involved again in this one. It's um, I mean, it's kind of a little bit messy. The ball's kind of bouncing around. In, in does he mean this pass, Richard? Just, well, I think he does because it's a side foot volley pass. I, I think he puts it in an area. Yeah, he puts it in an area. I'm not. He's. Yeah. You know, I'm not right foot. It's it's a lot. I think it's a nicely weighted pass. <laughs> I think it's you know speculative. I'll give it. I'll, I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Norwood makes it. You know, it's a it's, it's a straight race with. I'm sorry. I've just got Alan Brazil straight race between him and Brown. It's it's Hughes. Um, I think it is. And, he was he was hapless. That Hughes. Can I just say that number three first half was? Mark I can Hughes. only describe his performance as hapless. Oh, he's and played he's like. And his name is Mark Hughes. Isn't it? Hapless. And and I'd but say, yeah. Bertsic has his kind of Norris moment here because he, he kind of gallops to the edge of his area Gallop. and just as Norris kind of, um, sorry, Norwood makes his mind up to, to dink it, uh, he changes his mind and starts to backpedal. It's too late at that oh, point. Oh, no. And it's a it lovely is. finish from Norwood. He lifts it over lovely. It's kind of into the into the kind of corner of the side in the back of the net. It's kind of Fenidi-esque is what I've heard. I kind of thought it's more kind of the Tyler Walker-esque from the link game because the keeper has, has made the decision for Norwood, I think, there. But it's a lovely finish. But... In the context of the two chances that he's had either side of it, it's just frustrated that he can net this one, and he's he's in front of the goal for the other two, and he can't find the target. But. Yeah, because this one was probably all right. The keeper kind of, you know, keeper kind of makes it easy for him because he's you know, he stops and then he's, he's so far off his line. But yeah, he's still you know in his stride. He's still got to lift it over. And he, yeah, considering mm. the the one he'd missed before and the one he was, you know, yeah, it was a, it was a good finish. And ten, as Ben said. 10 league goals as well, I assume. Is 10 it? league 10... goals in 19 starts, yeah. 1621 minutes. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. I mean, when you, think, when you think he's been quite wasteful with some one-and-ones, my God, he could be, he could, well, I say he could be, you know, he, he could be high teens by now, couldn't he? Because he, he has missed some guilt-edge chances, hasn't he? could well, be given away the Norwood creating... Natures. We haven't been creating. No, no, we haven't really. No, but what what we we saw, yes, um, in this game, I think is is Norwood's pace actually. You know, I think we underestimate how quick he is. Obviously, we know Jackson's quick, but Norwood, it's his, it's his running here that wins this chance um, and and makes it so easy for him because he's got so much time. And I think we saw that quite a few times yesterday. Norwood kind of galloping. I'm going to use the word again, Dave. Galloping on stuff. He's quick. Can we all just agree that? The Needy's goal was in a different league yeah. to that one. The build-up is exceptional. It was in the Prem. He's closer. <laughs> the ball's on the guy. ground. But yeah, I take this guy. I take the point. That's it was a one-touch, wasn't it? Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah it's a ridiculous goal for Needy's, yeah. Um, we... 
Go on, Dave. Do we sorry. think Sorensen would have been in goal for that? Yes. I think it's Poom. I think so. Oh, Poom. Yeah. Who's even taller? Poom. Oh, good I think point. so. I could be wrong I think, about I think, that. No, I think you're probably right. I'm sure yeah. Twitter will tell me when I am yeah, wrong. Yeah, that was Dave. <laughs> Twitter. It was Jim Montgomery. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, and um, David, 3-0 before half-time and a first league goal for Alan Judge and another assist from a centre-half. Forget. I mean, I've, I've just put... I made a note of this guy. I just put Christ Chambers question mark um, exclamation mark. I mean, it was so Chambers actually gets the ball sent sort of central central position midfield. I think probably just in their half. Clips a clips a left footed ball wide to Norwood, <laughs> and this is where Norwood this is where Norwood's quite good, very good. But then Chambers very much similar run to Wolfenden some ten some twenty minutes before continues his run. So normally you'd see Chambers ball left foot. Hang on, he successfully picked out a pass to Norwood. Probably thinking, yeah, okay, let's see it. Let's see. Continues his run to the continues his run to the box. Norwood, again, very good ball, clever. Sort of clips in a little clips in a lovely little ball to Chambers. I, I, look, I'd love to say, I think he does mean it. It's sort of like a deft touch from like a deft touch to the on support running. Um, obviously, uh, judge from that ten roll. So Chambers, a little touch, only about a, a you know a couple of feet touch back, kills the ball. First touch from from Judge going across the box takes it away from the defender, just strokes it past the keeper. It, it's a pff, it's a ridiculously good goal. Um, and Chambers, well, yeah, quite rightly takes a lot of the plaudits for that because it was yeah, great, great bit of play. Never yeah. thought he capable of it, but yeah, great to see. And three nil at half time. Exactly. Three nil at half time, exactly and then, what and you then need when you don't play well. Yeah. By that by that time, the um you know the similarities with the Sheffield United tweets were coming through and stuff like that for the you know for the centre-back's involvement in both goals. But, yeah, amazing goal. And good for Judge. Judge, judge I think Hughes and Judge are their best games yesterday. But that's your, Dave, that's your um, your front two have both scored and your number 10 has scored yeah. as, as well. And yeah. the issue, I think the shot count, Rich, was 15 yesterday with seven on seven on target. Good teams create that many that many shots on goal. And, um, and we haven't been doing that something... either, have we? I mean, yeah, it's something we've not been doing at all, is it? One shot for Atkinson, and that was on the stroke of half-time as well. So, in terms of 45, we again... Sorry, we talked... the, the shot count for the whole game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah gonna... But even yeah. at half-time, I think it was something like 10. I think, you know, yeah. we, we certainly... I was about to say that it's, it's another one of these kind of two-half performances, spoiler alert, where we're... I guess we don't need to be as good or as... Or as intent in an attacking sense in the second half as we did in the first but that is uh, Accrington I said it before maybe looked a little bit overawed certainly they didn't get into the game at all in the early you know 12 minute goal heads seemed to go straight away yeah so that's more about them but for us it was I... yeah it was it was weird to see it you know it was and <laughs> um we've we kind of joked about you know these the Sheffield United overlapping centre-backs um is, isn't it funny how Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher only just sussed out having not watch Sheffield United in, in the <laughs> EFL for two years or whatever. But, you know, Lambert went off to see Sheffield United VFC filed. We assumed it was because he was scouting players, either Danny Rowe or Leon Clark. It turns out he was scouting yeah, Sheffield United nicking bulb. their tactics. A, a light can bulb I, moment. Can I be a complete pedant with my championship head on? Go on then. Neither of those goals were examples of centre-backs overlapping. The way Sheffield United did it... They were, were just bombing forward, weren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they were just bombing forward yeah. from a centre-half position. Fine, the way Sheffield yeah. United very deliberately yeah. over two years have built up yeah. a triangle where the wing-back and the centre-midfielder come in the two forwards are in and the centre-half goes round the outside. Yeah. That's overlapping centre-backs. But I, I did see this on Twitter and I wanted to ask you two, did we really do that? Because well, no, it, yeah. 
a good, uh, good point. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a good point. That. I'd say perhaps Wolfenden Wolf was a better example. Yeah. Was a better example of that, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's kind um, of we, we were all there, weren't we? Um, <laughs> Jack O'Connell for Scott Hogan yeah. against us, and yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks before Basham for Dowell, right round, right round the outside. But look, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I, I love our centre backs to bomb forward. And the in, the interesting thing is, we actually um, under Burley here. I go on a Burley thing. Um, we actually played with really high outside centre-backs under Burley. They never went past the wing-backs, though. It was always Venus would get to, you know, that quadrant to cross. Yeah. So, and then McGrill started doing it to balance it up. So um, we've we've played with um, very high wide centre-backs before. But, hey, if it's, if it's something that's going to come in. But please, Ipswich fans, don't tell the world we're playing with overlapping <laughs> centre-backs when Sheffield um, United have been so amazing doing that for two yeah. years. Anyway, that's my tactical pedantry um let's go into the second half because i'm i'm rambling now um a little bit of a tail off we get skews in for hughes um on 71 bishop for judge 75 keen for jackson on 77 and um accrington are going to get a goal back on 86 this is yours isn't it richard just talk to me a bit about the second half and was there a sense of tail off and um go over the penalty there was i think we started the second half Again, with similar intensity to how we finished it, um, we just didn't create a huge amount of chances, I think. And then it started to settle down a bit, and and clearly, I think we were quite satisfied with the three goal cushion. Um, there's another miss for Garber. Um, sorry, Norwood. Garber crosses in. Norwood's kind of just at the far post, and he, mm. he, he you know, he doesn't get his header on target. He, he kind of his, his his technique for heading is quite strange. I don't know if he closes his eyes or whatever, but he's kind of his head is facing in the direction where the ball is going to go, and he's always looking away from the goal, so he invariably <laughs> heads it wide. Um, I don't know whether Dave would agree with this. To me, the subs kind of were needed. I think we've again there's a criticism that the subs have come a little bit too late. But as soon as Scoos came in, to me, for Hughes, is it Scoos for for? Hughes, yeah, yeah. It so, just yeah. we seemed to lose any kind of zip and intensity to yeah. the midfield, a... and when we desperately needed, there was a point, kind of eighty minutes, where the game started to tip and Accrington started to go for it, and we were starting to get more and more deep. When actually we needed someone just to be able to unlock a pass and get us up the pitch, and Scoose is not that. And I think yesterday, just yeah. to me, highlighted showed it the limitations maybe in this system of mm. Scoose particularly in midfield. I, I, I think we we. You know, I'm not going to blame him for the goal. It's nothing to do with him. But at that point, you kind of want us to at least just see it out with a bit yeah. more comfortableness. Yeah. And we did. Right. We lost some impetus there. There was a call on um, on the phone in on Radio Suffolk. A good, it did a lot of good five minutes on that moaning. And, you know, and the, yeah, you're right, Rich. The sub, I think you're right. The subs had to be made. But yeah, it was the, the perhaps the personnel that the personnel that came on. Bring on yeah, Dizelle. Yeah, like to have seen yeah. a Dizelle, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about the goal? Yeah, so the goal, uh, I mean, I think maybe if it's earlier in the match, I think there's a little bit more, people are a bit more pissed off about this because it's, it's, it's a long pun up the pitch by Sloppy. Johnson's flicked on by Charles, I think it is again, and Zanzali's just getting a, trying to get a boot to the ball. I think he probably gets there first, there or thereabouts, and Wilson just blocks him. And he goes down, and I think probably it's it's probably a penalty. It's a little, oh yeah, it's a little bit soft. I think, and maybe we'd have uh, Wilson, Wilson, Wilson can't really do much it. to me, but nah, concentration, Rich, as well. Ball watching. Yeah. Wilson yeah. again, my my pet hate Wilson's ball watching, not the player. The player just blindsides him, and he catches him late. And, I, I think it's a penalty. And Sanzala does well to get a boot on the ball. I think that's that's what makes it a penalty. There's yeah. a nice kind of one of these ones where three players are kind of having an argument over who takes the penalty, which was quite fun. Yeah, for about thirty yeah. seconds. Because Sanzala was a sub, wasn't he? 
And um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, and you kind of hope that at that moment it sort of set, unsettles the penalty taker who was Zanzala, but he te- steps up, oh, does a little one of those jinky little run ups and slots it to the right of Norris, I think, and who's gone the other way. So it's a tidy pen, but at 85 minutes and away we were, um, they kind of went, went to grab the ball and run back to the halfway line, but you never got the sense that there was going to be more goals after that. Boom. Um, obviously, every. Ipswich fan watching from afar goes um, incoming three three, but, but as sorry, Rich says from in the ground. Um, just quickly, Ben. Ahead. What I was what I was, was thinking, and, and my mate Mark was saying exactly the same thing at full time. Is what has happened is you've turned a, a like a properly dominant, excellent attacking first half performance, and you kind of shat all over it with the second half performance and conceding the goal and what would have kind of been a good post-match I, d- I suspect probably we wouldn't have done the kind of arms in the air or multiple fist pumps or whatever because it it did feel like it, the second half was a little bit more bit stale flat. but the goal that goal that Accrington goal kind of did take the sheen off it a little bit so it, I think it was quite good for us to mm. kind of restate that it was a dominant performance by getting the the fourth because otherwise I think there would have been people to just applauded at full time and been off when actually it was a little bit more joyous at full time yeah. yeah, Segway and Dave. You said Will Keane had been in in good form. I remember um, I went. I actually sat with Rich for this game at Wigan last year, and Keane had got going. And we both said to each other, Rich, just before he got injured, and he's playing really well. And he put the put the penalty no, um, picked up. Put the injured. penalty in, and he picked up. And we were like, this guy's getting going. He's mm. getting going now. He's got mm. a bit of momentum. It looks like he's got that again, Dave. He scored in each of the first two of the three games against Coventry. He scored at Lincoln, at mm. Exeter, and now yeah. against Akrington. So take me through this um, Will Keane goal. Uh, it's pretty scrappy, really. It's a scrappy bit of play on the edge of their box, right side of, right side of the Accrington box, which the ball really doesn't sort of get cleared properly. I think there's one or two attempts to clear. And then the ball bounces, I think, between sort of Keane and Asaley, I think it is, the left-sided sort of centre back midfielder um great strength Keane shows really good strength sort of shoulders shoulders the def- shoulders the defender off um gets a ball works a ball on his right foot angle from about i don't know 10 yards yeah l- lamps it um yeah, keeper just should probably do better but he hits it quite yeah. low so it's one of those ones where keeper, gets day, a bit, keeper gets quite a bit on it but the ball bounces underneath him and in so yeah rich say so, yeah that, that was important i think to get that fourth goal to put a yeah bit more shine on the per- gloss, and, per- gloss on the under I'll restate my point from the first half. That's three of your forwards and your number 10 have all scored in the yep. same game. Yeah, and he's now, I mean, sound, seems like he's barely played, but I think he's got six goals now. Um, yeah, but this is he's, this is a really good, keen goal that we've now seen quite a lot of. And yeah. I, I echo Proper Dave's point about well. he's really good, keen about getting his body in the way and turning the defender. Clever. And then he's turning basically to face goal. It's a couple yeah. of touches and I think the keeper should save this. I think it's a pretty, yeah, the keeper had yeah. a pretty poor second half. Um, but Keane's now scoring quite routinely these kind of low shots, these angled shots into the goal. And, you know, that's what you want, your sub-scoring goals, don't you? Oh. And Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it said it just, it was a little bit of a and, cherry on the top, having, you know. And another little another little cameo from to 15 minutes from Bishop. There yeah. was one just Well, let's, super, let's talk about that. Bit. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Let's talk about that, Dave. Just talk to me about, um, uh, I'll I'll very unfairly call them the injury-prone three. Talk to me about Keane, Bishop and Hughes. Um, Because I do think Lambert has to take some credit for, he's been so patient with these and and not not lump them in. I know everyone wants to see Emir Hughes bossing games and being a number eight. They want to see Ted Bishop dribbling past people and Will Keane scoring, you know, every week. But... He, um, this is one thing about rotation that he's actually been able to do, and they've I not perhaps he's got it right. Again. Yeah, because Hughes, I think, was certainly the best I've seen Hughes play. I think Hughes, certain games I've seen him, he's been way off the pace, really off the pace. And you think, you know, and he looked to me, he looks a bit, even yesterday, he looks a bit heavy, heavier than he was. Um, and you think, really, you know, so sad as we all, you know, Loved him, Ben. We, of course, remember the Villa game where we saw, you know, the guy when he first came in the goal against Newcastle. You know, we know what he's capable of. Sheffield Wednesday, I, that return he made and set up Waghorn. I thought, oh, God, this oh, guy's yeah, oh, gosh, yeah, 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 him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you think, you, you kind of think, you know, is he ever going to get, is he ever going to get back to what was? And I think yesterday was, yesterday was really good. I think there were certain signs of it. And comfortably, I thought his best game, his best game yesterday since he's been back. Um Look, Bishop, I didn't, you know, saw highlights and you know, I was listening to it on, on the radio last week of Exeter and it seems like, you know, he was almost back straight into it with his trademark driving runs from midfield, you know, committing players, taking players on. And there was one little, little, he didn't really get land on the ball much yesterday, but once he did it yesterday where he just picked the ball up, dropped his shoulder, left a, left a, you know, covering midfield of the den and just slipped, just slipped this ball. To slip this ball wide left, I think for Garber. Was it for Garber? Think, yeah, because he he knocked it through with his weak. Because he was, he was too. It was a proper two-footed moment because he yeah. knocked the ball with his standing foot. I think it was so like absolutely. Oh, think, wow, it was brilliant. You know, just class. Yeah, Richard. Um, with with um, I think Hughes is a bit different. With Keane and Bishop, are you happy now for it to be a situation where you've got players coming back, where Bishop is just the understudy for Judge for the rest of the season, gets minutes, comes on the sub, and Keane is just the understudy for Jackson for the rest of the season. Are you happy with that situation? Or can you see one of them breaking him further? I mean, form is, is going to come into it. I like to think, you know, part of the keeping the consistent team is that the shirt now belongs to the 
last person who played that position and, until they make a mistake. So notwithstanding the kind of form point, Ben, what I would hope is that these players were subbed off at 70, 75 minutes yesterday because they're going to play at Oxford and we're going to try and chain, uh, keep an unchanged yeah. team for Oxford. That would be yeah. an ideal situation for me. So I'm quite happy with that situation. I think Bishop... Mick Mills made quite an interesting point stuff that he felt that Bishop maybe was a bit more withdrawn than Judge was in that 10 position. And maybe that was true. Yeah. Maybe that was deliberate. But I think Bishop maybe needs to learn a little bit what that 10 role is about. I'm quite happy for that. And Keane, I think it's good that we've got three strikers. Who now Jackson's getting back on the score sheet as well. You know, if that needs to rotate a little bit, I'm cool with that. And Keane's, you know, not coming in cold, which he might have been, you know, two or three months ago. So I think that's an example. It's a fair point, Ben, that the rotation's working. And Lambert deserves a bit of credit. Just incredibly, you know, you look at the look at the table now, you know, a win yesterday, what well, first win in twelve, first win in was eight league games, something like that, and we're 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 third with um with a game in hand on, on, on first and second. I mean it's and if Barmy really if, I think it's Cov as well who are fourth. If everyone wins the game in hand, it's all the top four will have forty four <laughs> if you know if they were to be played down. Um Dave, is Hughes is Hughes first team ready now and ready for a run? in central midfield I would say perhaps on yesterday's evidence he is I'm, like like we've said I'm not quite sure how strong they were yesterday just Twitly I had one really nice technical player that I really liked was Finley the number 8 for them Sam Finley I sort of quite enjoyed watching him certainly second half yeah very neat and tidy player but yeah you'd, you'd like to think you'd like to think he is I just think he gives you that say aggression he just gives you more stature more more physicality in there as well that's not to the detriment of his technical play because let's face it you know very good player but i think it just gives you more in there and sort of him 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 alongside downs i thought just looked stronger you know yesterday particular feature for me we seem to win every second ball yes they'll pretty much every second ball which let's face it we just haven't been especially at home we haven't been doing it so i just think he just gave you a little bit more in there and then you know as he gets stronger as he gets fitter as he gets more match fit it's just gonna, you know, just gonna power on. I think I'd like to see. And in respect mm. of these, this injured pack, Ben, that you mentioned, this is just waiting for Vincent Young to get fit and take, oh. take the right hand spot oh. that Edwards has got. Wow. Edwards did all right. He was well, up against Carvalho yes. yesterday, I think. He was quite yeah, a I unit. Ed- I thought he did all right. I thought Edwards did all right. I was, got, I was going to mention Edwards. Yeah, I thought he did. Get okay Vincent Young yesterday. into that team though, and, and oh. I think that would be attacking brilliance. Okay. <laughs> he says. Um, Rich, <laughs> the. Um, I know this is probably just Lambert, you know, Lambert deflection and he is the master politician. But in the in the press conference yesterday, um, not quite uh, Mick McCarthy levels of prickly, but um, very much old players win games, not systems or um, formations. Is he just ring fencing the rotation and, you know, trying to just deflect away from that? Yeah, I'm not sure what he was trying to do there because he... he... I don't know whether he was criticising some supporters or the press. It seemed to be quite a pointed statement Why to the he press. He said, something, he said something weird, didn't he? Did he say, yeah, there's people out there just want us to fail? fail yeah. yeah. It just, it kind of felt like, this is, like, again, total Ipswich. You put in a really good 90 minutes, you know, you're back yeah. into the contention of the top spots in the division and you come out and do a post-match, you know, when, I'm not going to pretend that our supporters and myself included are not critical and sometimes that's it's excessive that's all supporters that's every club so, I promise exactly you. right and when we're, we are not as bad as other clubs 
as well. Don't you know? Let's not pretend no. that Ipswich fans are the same league as maybe Villa fans or anything like that. And and to come out and just taint the kind of performance with a bit of a, a barb like that, I just didn't I didn't think it was necessary. And you know, he needs to be a bit contrite because some of the criticisms that have been levelled at him, quite rightly, Justify. you know, he's just he's he's re, he's he's resolved those now, and we've got the result yesterday as a consequence. So just take it, move on, you know, build bridges. A lot of his aftermatch stuff is very McCarthy-esque, isn't it? It really, yeah. really, you know, if you you could you could put a lot of these comments, you could backdate these like a couple of seasons to McCarthy. I think I think these are it's a sort of similar character where he just comes up as like him against the world type thing, you know. Maybe he's just um, bored. Maybe he just wants to give us something to talk about. Cause... Eh, yeah, or maybe it's just who cares? Kind of, after yeah. yesterday, I can care. But maybe it's just yesterday. the kind of underlying nature of the club. There's always this underachievement bubble and you know not a lot of winning for quite a lot of years yeah, so that I mean and if maybe we had it ends up being that way say it hadn't been so convincing yesterday and perhaps you know a draw or even worse a defeat yesterday <sighs> Christ the knives that have really been out so yeah. Yeah, but I think a bit of a hopefully hopefully a turning point yesterday settled team good system quite you know nice looking football you know let's 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 carry it on yep um let's do some questions uh Kevy T, Dave, says, Will Keane has been awesome lately. Um, should he be a first-choice frontman? If so, who should he replace? Uh, look, I, I think Rich made the comment. I think who, who's, who's got possession of the shirts at the moment? Jackson Norwood, they both scored yesterday. Um, you know, Norwood now, now on 10 goals. Yes, he can be wasteful. And perhaps Jackson, perhaps we criticise him for his decision-making. I think he's playing all right, actually, I think. So I think, um, yeah, it's great, great backup. And plus, you know, if one of Jackson and or Norwood are missing there, you've got no qualms of, of starting them, have you? So, yeah, good good backup at the moment, I see. Um, ITFC Mark Rich says, did we play well today or Accrington? Really poor um, reminder. We haven't beaten one of the top eight in this league so far. Is that correct? Uh, right. Top eight, yeah, I think we were going through that yesterday in the pub. Oh, yeah, we haven't played Oxford yet, so that's one time no, no. as well. He, no. Yeah, he's right. Um, I think he's yeah, right. Rotherham, Wickham, Coventry, Oxford, Sunderland, Portsmouth, Donny, Peterborough. He's right. Yeah, yeah, down to tenth. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would, in terms of his question, Ben, I'd defer you to my learned gentleman friend. Gentleman friend, that sounds wrong. I'd do a bit of both. It's a bit of both that one, isn't it? You know, a bit of both, mate. I think Atkinson, as I said, they were certainly overawed. I think we were better. We 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 came out with the intent, came out to attack, which is exactly what we should do in every home match in this league. I'm not having anyone who says we should try to set up to contain or, you know, defend at home in League Bloody One. We should be looking to win every single bloody match. So yeah, um, yeah, a bit of both there, Ben. And don't forget, I mean, again, I think it showed up the quality of the division. I mean, they were the form side. Yeah. I think, I think I did see yeah. somewhere they were like on top. It was the last six, seven games? They were, they were the form side, number one, top, and we were like twenty. I mean, that just, if sorry, if that's the form side. And uh, look, if they had injuries, you know, to key players, I wasn't aware of. Then I, I you know, I hold my hands up. But Christ, if they, if well, they were, and Dave, dreadful. You've made the point earlier about, and we can talk about Rotherham were terrible for the start of the season. We've had a massive, horrible run. Wickham have been shocking, and that's the top. Wickham have like four defeats in the last five. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, quick one. Uh, one word answer for this one. Um, Rob asks, which goal was the best? Dave? Third. Yeah. Richard? Yeah, I go third. Um, he says the first one, so you're both wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. That's a good question. Yeah. All good dancers. Answer. Yeah. Both <laughs> good dancers. Um, Millie Mill Valley Blue says, "Who has been the most impressive opposition player you have seen this season?" Oh wow. I quite like Samuels for Wickham on New Year's Day. Really? But, He's a handful, he? but Wickham um, fans hate him, by the way. I was I was chatting to a, a Wickham blogger on Twitter, and their fans are slugging him off. I thought he was excellent against us. Um, Madison was decent, wasn't he, against Peterborough? Yeah. Um, Shipley, I quite liked. Coventry player, quite liked him. I quite, like I said, I quite like. Not saying he was the best. I quite like that eight yesterday. That Finley was neat in time. Not saying he was the best, but he caught my eye. But what do you think about Carvalho, Dave? The, he was the player that Edwards was up against. I think quite tall, quite direct, quite strong runner. No. I thought Edwards played in quite well, really. Okay. Yeah, he got turned a couple of times, but I thought Edwards played in pretty well. Um, do you know what? It's a really good question. I am absolutely struggling on that one. Um, yeah, I'll give it, yeah. yeah. Tweet us in at Blue Monday ITFC. Yeah. Um, Dommy Boy, uh, whose question is it? Yours, Richard? I love it. Um, yep. Do you think playing a consistent system is finally paying dividends or just a coincidence? Same team Tuesday? Question mark. Yeah. Well, so let's be. Let's be honest, it's two games in a row with a consistent selection and consistent formation, so let's see what's coming. But, you know, it I, I don't think it's a controversial statement to say, you know, players who are playing week in, week out, again, you know, they'll go back to Harry's convalent bonds and all that stuff. I don't think anyone would suggest that, you know, rotating the team is good when you've got a consistent footing and you know who you're gonna your partner is gonna be. I think that's a good thing. I want to keep the team as consistent as possible. There's going to need to be rotation. You mentioned it last pod, Ben. These three game weeks are going to come thick and fast now. So there will be Four rotation. Four left, isn't there? But I'm quite happy if we stick with this 3-5-2 now. I don't see any reason to change it, frankly. And even even if we lose, why should we be just chucking our systems up and starting again from scratch? No. You know, you accept you're going to get blips and results and stuff like that. That was probably the biggest issue for me for Lambert back in whenever we lost to Accrington the first time around and then went through the kind of October November period it was just chucked everything up in the air and started again just keep it the yeah. same and I, and Dom Boy's point Tuesday I would I would hope it's the same 11 and it's the same system maybe a little maybe one or two but yeah keep it the same yeah it was Joe's um, Joe's Guinevere wasn't it yeah lottery yeah. machine Dave Superfrans says um, was that our first tourist 11 and are we seeing the last of skews an essentially McCarthy type player, good solid container, but conservative midfielder in favour of more progressive um, central midfield style. Just quickly, Dave, um, I'll just add to that. For so many years, it's been oh well, we need um, we need steady influence. And Dave, I heard um, Jamie Carragher on the telly the other day saying um, it and quote, it's the easiest thing in the world to set up defensively. You know you don't need good players to do it they don't need to do anything that it's much much harder and obviously skews would be man of the match in defensive games wouldn't he nicking <laughs> the ball away and being in the right place the the whole time but um is this a you know is, is he now a substitute i think he probably is i think he probably is if you know fitness and suspensions allow i honestly think perhaps yeah we'll, we'll we won't see him that often now I, I would think in in central midfield there like i said i think he could do a job in league one if we're you know if we are struggling for cover at the back as he did well, i've seen him play last season with sheffield united away i thought it was probably one of the best games he had for ipswich probably because he obviously reads the game well he's got great distribution you know in a in a three i'm like i've I had no qualms about perhaps playing him there but um no i think going forward um 
certainly football-wise and progressive football-wise, I think perhaps his time has come in central midfield now. And we've got Dezel and, and Nolan when he's back fit, who are yeah. probably better attacking players as well. So. More, prog- more, more progressive, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Thomas asks, are we the new Sheffield United? God, I've, I've given my you can answer that. that yeah, you've answered um, that. In all, no, answered but he, that. to be fair, I think he's, he says, in all seriousness, though, um, is that the formation to stick with? Um, and let, let's talk about this um, centre-half thing. Is it something that's sustainable, um, adding a centre-half as um, as an attacker in this just tightest bramble bomb forward um, type way? It's not going to work every week, is it? I, I, no. Yesterday, I think it was fine because, yeah, Accrington were clearly there for the taking after we scored. Um, it's, I, I was going to ask you this, Ben. It seems really weird that everyone is kind of lured in this kind of Sheffield United approach that got them back up through the divisions. No one's copied it, have they? Well, Paul Tisdale tried to do... Um, at the start of the season for MK, and he got fired. Um, <laughs> I think it's just so innovative, and um, I heard Martin Samuel say, oh, uh, Victor Inopko and Yuri Nikiforov did it for Locomotive Moscow 25 years ago or something. But um, uh, uh, speaking to um, Ben on the Blades pod, he said that, and Dave said this many times on the pod, that they kind of happened on it, that they just yeah. started playing three centre-halves, mm-hmm. and then um, O'Connell and Basham, evolved. Um, and then it evolved from there. But they obviously um, tweaked it and got it to the point where it was so good. Remember how important, though, Norwood wouldn't step forward, and Egan literally played 20 yards from his goal the whole Flex. game. So Flex. well yeah and flex rotation and and then the number and here was the thing is that the number 10 had to be quite disciplined and move across to either side and as much as we're enjoying judge uh discipline isn't necessarily his thing so um i i just think rich it by the time someone develops um in their squad to be able to do it i think the next tactical thing will be yeah, and you know tactics is always cyclical yeah. and you have to follow and go against what other people are doing so i think that's that's possibly why, Rich. My mate Mark mentioned an article on on the Athletic. I think was kind of what are the football trends that people expect in the twenty twenties, and centre backs being attackers or contributing in a more of an attacking sense was one of those trends. Because you think about it, full backs are now attacking players, midfielders well, and wingers. Central yeah. midfield, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They they would come inside into into central midfield. I mean, we're talking about elite players and elite <laughs> elite managers. Uh, my guess. And Dave will like this. I think I think we'll be back to two up front. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we'll be back to two up front in due course because goalkeepers and defenders are now so much. But do you remember the whole reason that the the second forward got um, pulled back with um, Cantona and Sheringham and you know players of that nature was to stop the overload in midfield. Yeah. But now you can take a player out of defence and stop that. And that was the beauty of the Sheffield United way is that your forwards can play within the width of the box if you've got that. And you see what I mean? They're, yeah. they're doing less. So and also, my, my guess is that you'll get, back to, you'll get back to two up front. Also, it's down to the quality of the centre-backs you've got, for God's sake, because let's face it, O'Connell and Basham could probably comfortably play in midfield anyway, couldn't they? Well, you say that. Um, I, I, I think it was system over. They weren't just outstanding. You know, like an Adam Webster, where you'd be like, yeah, okay, okay, you could okay, see, okay, can Two foot can I, think, oh, yeah. I think that was more on Chris Wilder than uh, Basham or 
um, Bashmore Connell. O'Connell. But um, when on your yeah. two up front, Ben, I, I I totally agree because if you play one up front against the three, your forward is gonna you, you need the midfield to get around the striker because otherwise they're isolated. And we've seen that when we've played that way. So two up front, I think to me puts more danger on the attacking centre-backs because they have more to deal with, don't they? And you can't have one mopping up like we had Wilson yesterday if he's got two strikers to deal with. So Just on just on Sheffield, did you see that McGoldrick stat? Oh, is he, no, has that... he now got there yet? Or I'm, is not, it... I'm not sure. Well, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm pretty scoring, sure he's had most shots in Premier League history yes. without scoring. And they, lo- they love him, don't they? They love him, they don't do. they? Just going back to the tactical thing, though, this is where I do have to agree with Paul Lambert's curmudgeonly assessment. And I've heard people say before... Whatever the systems, whatever the tactics, 90% of teams defend with three players and try and use the other seven as attackers. Whatever the formation is, whoever whoever the players are, you, you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of kind of set up in that way, but um, yeah, we'll see. Um, interesting to chat. Right. Um, sorry, we had a whole other ton of questions, but we're going, um, we're going long. So we will move on and we, I'll quickly round this up because you've said how tight it is at the top. Rotherham get an away win at Oxford. We'll talk about Oxford in a minute. Rotherham go top. Fourth win in a row. Ten wins in the last 16 for Paul Warren. We expected him to be up there, didn't we? Um, We are on record as saying that, so that's not me making that up. Um, Sunderland four, Wickham nil. Four defeats and a draw in the last five. Can you imagine if anyone wasn't capable of beating Wickham in that run? Who who would that (laughs) have So Sunderland up to sixth with three wins in four. Mobilising Town in third, obviously. Cov drew 1-1 with MK. They had 1-3 on the bounce. So Cov in good form and with the game in hand. Um, and just to mention Pompey in seventh, 10 points in the last five for them. Mobilising and predictably, even though they weren't there, we all mentioned Rotherham, we all mentioned Sunderland, we all mentioned Pompey at the start of the season. We did not mention Coventry and Wickham, but um, uh, it's starting to kind of pan out that way um, indeed. Let's talk about Oxford because they've um they've brought in a couple of players this week on loan haven't they um Liam Kelly who was at Reading and oh god who was the other one they took Brown from West, uh, West uh, Middlesbrough West Ham had he been on loan at I think it was at Borough was he Borough yeah Borough sure so they've added um they've added a couple in there um Rich we will both we will both be at this game so very much looking forward to it they've they've been in good form um what's your feeling on Tuesday night at Oxford I s- going to be a toughie isn't it and and to me Coventry and Oxford are the teams that are kind of due a blip and maybe we're starting to see it with Oxford my I've got a mate who sports Oxford and last season they were the league has kind of flipped around last season league one there were maybe 12 or 13 teams that could have been relegated in March and then suddenly it all condensed down and now you've rotated it around basically anywhere down to 12th might get in the playoffs to me Oxford were in that bottom half last season. There was a good chance that with a run of results went against them, they could have got relegated. And my mate was not big on Carl Robinson. Um, oh. And suddenly they've turned it around. So I wonder whether that is sustainable. They they clearly attack well. Um, it's going to be tough, but they're on a bad run of form. We've won at the right time. It could be interesting. It could be quite a tight game, that one, Ben. I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, I'd have <laughs> I'd have been going with a lot of apprehension. Um, but a little bit yeah, more confidence after yesterday. Quite, quite free scoring, weren't they? Mm. Um, and what should our approach be, Dave? Are you bombing um, Chambers and Wolfenden forward? Yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. I see a more 
pragmatic approach. So look, I like to think we'd go with the. Well, we were the new Sheffield United after well, one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, for one one game only. I think yeah. um, I think I'd like to, like us as we've said to go with the same side. You know, keep that continuity. Um, yeah, you know, keep it tight. Try and nick a goal. Um, Look, I, I, I think, yeah, I'd say, I haven't said this recently, I, I think, oh, get with the games coming up, Tranmere away at the weekend, to take a point. Please say it. You're okay. totally right. You're absolutely 100% right. You know me and my three-game weeks. You yep. get six points from a three-game week, great. If you yep. get seven, Oof. excellent, nine. But um, you'd much, surely, you're looking at... I know, Rich, you hate the rotation and, and all of that, and I'm not suggesting a rotation, but if it was a point at Oxford and then you could go to Tranmere for seven points from yep. the um, three-game week... Yeah. Then, considering where we've come from with the we'd eight without be, a win, probably be up to yep. second. We're probably back in automatic if that happens. I tell you, that. you would I'd think we're fourth yeah. in the next two, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who the others have got. There we go. So, um, look, we will, as I said, be uh, Rich and I will be at Oxford. Um, can I Dave? Just, sorry, can I just mention? I think we're perhaps remiss, or we missed it last week. A big shout out to the Ipswich women's team for that oh, brilliant yeah. win in the <laughs> cup. I think we people say we didn't mention the women's team. It well, hadn't I happened. Think, it hadn't happened yet. So, um, yeah, I think we had a big shout-out. I think they got a fairly crappy draw. Is that Huddersfield Lewis? away? Oh, Huddersfield away, sorry, yeah. Huddersfield away, something like that. Not, yeah. I mean, crappy draw is great, isn't it? Um, and I think I just saw a tweet, I think, from Joe or someone to say that, right, give him a mention, they got their first first league game of 2020 away. This I think sums away up when... podcasting, though, Dave. We didn't mention it, and we got, <laughs> got, we got pelters for, for not mentioning it when it had happened. <laughs> then no, that I was tweeted brilliant. saying, OK, fair dues. And then we got accused of being hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Great, can't, 2020. You, you can't win. We can't win. But no, great, great result for them. Lovely stuff. Um, right. So yeah, Oxford on Tuesday. Um, I can't remember who's on the pod. We did book it. I'll be on on Wednesday. Rich, maybe us and Mikey, isn't it? And we we might do it on Thursday so we can get Mikey available. Yeah, get, get the I'm Mikey. On, I'm on GB show on Wednesday. I think. Oh, are you? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, check out Dave on um, Naked. Naked yeah. on Wednesday. Um, Dave, anything to plug? Anything to say? Um, any words of wisdom? Let it be. Not really. I'm. I'm just going to uh, going in the office tomorrow and firing up the think walk. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it non-stick, Richard? It has to be. You know, you need it has to, to be. If you, what fry. you need to do is Jeez, fry man. quite a lot of stuff in, it and then you get a good coating on the bottom of it, and you know. It just yeah. makes the ideas taste a lot better when they come out of it. Has to be has to be loose. Yeah, loose and yeah. Penny of oil. Yeah. Yeah. Think what? There we go. Right. Say goodbye, Rich. Uh, can I do some plugs? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, um, follow us on Instagram. Um, Blue Monday Pod Team, all one word. I think if you go searching for that, we've got photos. The picture of, of the renegade Statman with Danny Haynes. Hain yeah. Danny said I would never have guessed who that was. What well, Statman? Well, I knew Danny Haynes. Yeah, I knew Danny. Hain. He is the <laughs> man of mystery, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and uh, our YouTube channel has moved as well so um, make yes. sure you update your subscriptions when we post the link out later um, and you can find me at Ipswich yeah I didn't I didn't think um, I just assumed that when we moved the YouTube channel everyone would just get the link from Twitter but there's been a few messages go into the old YouTube channel going where's the pod where's the pod you haven't done one for three weeks and it's like yeah we've done 17 in the last the three loads. weeks they're, they're just over here so yeah um yeah, keep up over there. Um, and we will see you all very soon. Say goodbye, Dave. Cheers, guys. Say goodbye, Richard. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me and the Thinkwalk.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.